Have you been drinking? I had like not re- no a Seagrams. That don't really count. That don't count. So you don't need to be drinking that dumb shit. I just needed a little something because you know. Okay. Well, I'm here. I am here. What y'all got? You what y'all here. And what do you want? You what know, you, you beg me to be on here. And then you flake one time. Y'all, he I flaked did. one time. I did, but I'm here. I'm here. And then today we said 830. And he ain't show up. And, and I, he's drink, I, know, I was drinking, but so, okay. So how about this? I'm going to start off here. I'm going to start off with um, the Falcons have been cursed a very long time, right? Yes, this is true. So, how long do you think they've been cursed? So, what, what do you what do you think what do you think uh, started all of this? Well, see, here's the thing: with my fandom, didn't come to the Vic era. Right? No, it, it did it become before the Vic era? No, during. I didn't get into football till around the year two thousand. Okay. So, I heard well, about the so prostitute. Vic didn't come thing. until 2001. Yeah. Like, I got in football. Okay. And then I was a Larry Fitzgerald stan, so I was going to be a Cardinals fan. And then I saw Mike Vick. So, you know, bam. Okay. But I don't know where it started for the history. I know there was a whole prostitution thing in 98. And that's like... Yeah. And the uh, the NFL Man of the Year um, was arrested the night before the Super Bowl for a, a, on a prostitution ring. So uh, that was what Eugene Robinson, I think. Yeah, I think I think that was Eugene Robinson. Yeah, like the fucking best player on the fucking team. He he was. Well, so I think the funniest. Uh, so the 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 funniest thing about the Falcons that. I've ever experienced was um, Jamal Anderson getting to a thousand yards, and then um, he he tore his ACL against the 49ers like the next play, and then he ended up in like with like nine hundred ninety seven yards or something like that. So he ne- he didn't get to a thousand yards that year because he tore his ACL. Do you remember that? Yeah. he just came on here to hurt my feelings bring up the past well i I, i've always been the person who like i i try to make tell talk to myself and say like i'm a football historian and uh those things those things come up to me so there are there have been so many times where I felt like the Falcons have gotten super lucky in games and then like during the regular season and then at the end of the regular season or in the playoffs, the fact that they got lucky like came back to fucking bite them. So like the Super Bowl year, um they were doing they were doing the same shit all year. They've been doing the same shit all year. Let's score as many points as possible. And um, we'll figure it out. So they they did the super, the super Bowl happen, and they had, they went they got up they went up what twenty eight to three, 
and they got up by all these points, 25 points, and then guess what happened? Same thing happened. They shit, shit just hit the fan. And um, so, 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 what's your biggest? What's your biggest um, takeaway from the Super Bowl? Let me ask you that. I, you should know the answer to this. No, I mean, I guess well, I should, but like, I, I feel like I feel like you should tell you should tell people what you think your biggest um, what's your biggest takeaway from the Super Bowl. My biggest takeaway is that right. Kyle Shanahan is a piece of shit. I think everybody knows that. Right. Uh, but my second biggest takeaway would be that the defense just wasn't on par that year as it is not almost every other year. Right. So the defense, they averaged uh, 25 points a game that year. Um, they got a little bit better in the playoffs. Uh, they got a lot better in the playoffs, actually. But I think my biggest takeaway from like the whole thing was that Kyle Shanahan had been doing the same thing he had been doing the whole year. It's just they got to the Super Bowl and no one said anything. Like you're up, you're up all these points, and you're calling all these rogue ass plays and. No one said anything about it. No one like stopped them. So if you are an offensive coordinator, you have to go through two people, right? So you have to go through quarterback and you have to go through head coach. So you're calling plays and your quarterback and the head coach are both just like, you know what? We'll take it. We good. And to me, that says that like they were okay with that. They were okay with the plays that he was calling. So when you get to the end of a game and head coach and quarterback are just like, yeah, we were calling stupid ass plays. And I know I'm like, I'm not like, like phrasing what they were saying and all that stuff, but they were, oh, you, you call those plays in the game and those plays happen in the game. That tells me that like a lot of people were okay with that. And that, that just tells me that, they were okay with that the whole year. That shit that had been happening all year, all year, and it just came back to bite them. You can't do that shit against like the best coach like ever in football. So I know, I know I've been pissing people off when I say that shit, but I think honestly, I think it's fifty percent Quinn's fault, and then you shared you shared the fifty percent between Matt Ryan and Shanahan. So um, let me. What do you think? See, let's. I don't know what Shanahan had over the team in like the front office because if we take it back to the year before, there was a clear struggle between Shanahan and the players, so much so that it was either Roddy leaves or Shanahan leaves, and they got rid of Roddy. And I was like, what is happening? Because Shanahan is not that great. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he can run up the score, but I was living in DC at the time and, you know, full of Redskins fans. And they were talking about how Shanahan, you know, is trash, you know, all the barbershop talk and stuff right. and all the guys. So I knew like 
what are we doing? Why does he have this much leverage over the team? So fast forward to the Super Bowl. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I'm saying? And Ryan, I mean, hey, if it goes through Ryan, it goes through Ryan. I'm not that deep into like, you know, all the football intricacies and all that shit, which I should probably start learning, but whatever, people listen anyway. <laughs> um, but that is when I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, does he have something over this team? Like in the ownership, because, you know, this is fucking ridiculous. Right. But as far as Quinn goes, I only wanted to give him a chance after the Super Bowl because he led us to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, he led us to the Super Bowl. I'll give him a chance for a couple of years. And if it doesn't work out, he's got to go. Now I'm at the point where he needs to go. He's proven that he is not head coach material. Well, so the thing that so I, I wrote I wrote a post a few years ago to where I was like Dan Quinn was like the best thing to happen to the Falcons. And my point was Dimitrov. I think I think Dimitrov needs to go. Yes. Do do you okay, do you agree? <laughs> I think and I thought Dimitrov had to go like well before all of this. Like because of like the 2011 draft. And I know a lot of people are going to get at me because I said this. There was no need for you to do all that to get um, Julio Jones. And I get and I get all that. He's one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen. But I didn't think the Falcons needed him. I thought the Falcons needed a lot of different things as far as personnel goes. And they gave up a lot to get a wide receiver. And I'm not going to say a wide receiver doesn't impact the game as much as wide receivers do. But when you're scoring, you know, 30 points a game and you're giving up 25, what's a wide receiver going to do for that? So, like, you had these drafts where, like, in his draft, you know, you had Robert Quinn, you had J.J. Watt, you had Patrick Peterson, you have you had all these different players, um, but you gave up things to get a wide receiver. And again, he's one of the best wide receivers we've ever seen in our lives. He's one of literally one of the best. I would I would give him top five right now, and he's got another five years in him. I would give him top five honors literally right now. Um, I'd give him you know I, I I'll go. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and I'd I'd go I go Julio Jones four right now. Four. I go Julio Jones four right now. Um but the thing but but the fact that you had other needs and you didn't have to give up so much to get a wide receiver. Um that just they they wanted to score. They wanted to catch up and score with other people. And like, so the year before that, they lost to Green Bay by uh, four touchdowns. So I honestly think that made them want to draft a wide receiver. So they lost to, they lost to Green Bay at home by four touchdowns. And I think into and that was 2010. I think that made them want to get a wide receiver. So what are your thoughts on that? 
you know, we needed so I, we just needed another weapon on offense, right? But you know, looking back, we did we did give up a lot, a lot, gave up a lot, and like the defense was bad. And sorry to cut you off, but very fine. It someone like JJ Watt, like somebody like JJ Watt. Plus a, plus a few other picks. And I don't know what those picks like came to be. But JJ Watt plus another picks. Like I, I think like as far like the third the, the Falcons were 13 and 3 that year. And they gave up a lot to get a wide receiver. And I, I don't know how that makes much sense. You know, when it came to T D and Mike, they drafted pretty horribly. Like overall, it was pretty probably a C minus, maybe a D, because I'll, there's like what? How many players did we have left from that era? So they got I, they got maybe? Jake Matthews. I think Jake Matthews Matthews is pretty good, but they also got what? Um, Vic Beasley. No, that was <laughs> that was uh, that was Quinn. That was Quinn. That's Quinn. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Do you like playing fantasy sports? If so, Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. If you're playing with NFL, of course, because this is an NFL podcast, you choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. You can also do other sports, of course. They have NBA, MLB, PGA, and even esports. How that works will be in the description box below. Use our promo code DBN Report, the name of this podcast. We'll put it in the description box below. When you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store. Or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Again, that's www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. That was Quinn. But we got Ryan, Julio. Was Jake? I think they got Jake. Anyone on the other side? Like the defense, like I think. Wouldn't it Quinn come in 2015? I think all of like Mike Smith's defense was like gone. Like the majority was like, get him out of here because they were trash. You know? So yeah. um, yeah, he they drafted horribly. Him and Quinn were okay, but my thing with uh both of them right now, especially well, especially TD, is he's finally focusing now on the line. When his job is on the line, start with right. You should start. You should start with the line, and then build from there. If you got a great offensive line, you can, you can, literally plug and place and things from, from that spot. People don't get that. They they think that you need to draft like a quarterback, and it doesn't matter how great your quarterback is if your line is trash. Then like, what are they gonna do? Look, like, I'm just um. Hold on. Some people commented. Um, shout out to Fantasy Football 7. He said Ryan, Julio, Jake, Allen, 
I love Rico, but but Mike put Allen on the practice squad that year. I remember well, like, I was pissed I off. Like, like on on hard knocks, Ricardo Allen was like not in the starting lineup. He wasn't. He wasn't there. Yeah, he, like, he, he put him on the practice squad. Right, he was there. He's he's good now. But like yeah. in hard knocks, like what was that 2015 or something like that? He yeah. didn't want to make the team. He didn't. I don't know why, but he's a beast. Hey, uh, AJ. Yeah, uh, someone said true. Yeah, true. He's not on the team anymore. So, um, but yeah, like T, um, TD. Like, why? I want him gone because you waited till your job was on the line to do the shit that you needed to do years right. ago. Right. Like it's too late. I want you gone. I don't care how fancy your glasses are, how cool you dress and stuff. Like, you need to go. He needs to, <laughs> and he should. And like they, so they gave him like Patriots credit because like he did Patriots shit, you know, at some point. But um, I think, I think the best Atlanta team, as far as like all these years go, was the was was the team that went. So twenty twelve. Where they, um, they lost to the 49ers in the um, in the NFC Championship. I thought it was the best Falcons team yeah. ever. I thought they were well better than the than the than the Super Bowl team. They were so much better than the Super Bowl team. But like people don't give that team credit because they didn't make the Super Bowl. That team was so much better than the Super Bowl team. And that's a good conspiracy that. I think everyone had on Twitter that year. I remember that day because I was working a part-time job and I had on my Falcons jersey and I was literally late because I was in the break room watching the end of that game. So, of course, we lost. And I went down to work and this guy came up to me and he said, (laughs) you know y'all lost, right? And I jumped the counter. Oh, whoop his ass. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, have you lost your fucking mind? Right. Like, I'm so tired. You know that, like, we, we, we don't experience a lot of success. So, you know, I, I am here. I'm just happy that we have a not terrible team. So when you have a really good team and, like, bad things happen, I know that sucks. It was it was so I was so mad. I was like, "We're here! I got my jersey. Like I thought we would win. Yes, we would have beat the Ravens that year for sure. But I think that the conspiracy was they thought that the brothers would be a better storyline overall than uh, the two legends, Tony and um, Ray Killer Man." Um, being retiring, they're oh, like so brothers I, will be Gonzalez, right? Yes, yes. See, yeah, Rod knows they wanted the brother versus brother NFL narrative because something happened at the end of that play that was like, wait a minute, like we should have more time. Like it was like a pass interference or something. Like oh, so so the, at the end of the Ravens game, Lee Evans called a pass. He took two steps down and someone swatted the ball out of his hands. 
Or no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's a different year. Mm. This was but, us versus the. That was the year before that. But the Broncos, the Broncos should have made the Super Bowl that year. <sighs> that was a year. That was really <laughs> and then I, the next two I, years I, we went four twelve. You're right. I I thought I thought the Falcons were the best team in the league that year. Uh. Was it 20, 2012, 2013? They went, what, 13 and 3. There was no reason for them to not make the playoffs and not be the number one seed. Were they even the number one seed? I don't even remember. Because the 49ers lost to the Giants in the, in the NFC Championship. I'd have to go back. I don't I don't know a whole bunch about that year. And I like to call myself a fucking historian. You do, but I forgot about that year. I've just been so traumatized. Put it away. It's fine. <laughs> All good. For so, the, the fucking Vic, uh, Vic cover, you know, the Madden curse, and then 2012, and then we go 412, two years in a row, and then it's noise gate during the 412 seasons, and then we lose those picks in the Super Bowl. That was legit. Like, they fucking tried that shit. They tried that shit. Oh yeah, Rod. Yeah, Navarro PI no call interception. Yes, I was like, bro. Oh, I, <laughs> I was like, I could kill this guy. Like, just don't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just happened. It's not like a day later. It was like legit five minutes later, and you just come at me. Like, I I'm ready to. If I see that guy ever again, I'm gonna kick his ass. I swear. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, bad memories. So what do you what do you think about this season? What do you think? So I think they're one of the most talented teams in the league, but it just I don't know. We'll see. Because I, I you you know I've been a Falcons hater for life, but I turned into a Saints hater. So now I'm going to see the Falcons as what they are, and I think they're a very talented team that can do a lot of damage. We so, have been a very talented team. They have a very talented team. Like 2015, I want to say. Maybe 2014. I mean, 2012, 2013, 14, 412, you know. But that's why I say 2015. Um, we've been very talented, but we have been plagued by injuries right. and horrible OCs. So that's just my thing. If if we could have stayed healthy last year and if Quinn's ego didn't get in the way of the defense last year, we would have made the playoffs. Right. Would we have won the Super Bowl? I don't think so, but we definitely would have made the playoffs. Right. This year, I don't know what's going to happen because of course just, there's just too much stuff going on in the world. So I'm just like, is the season actually going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Will right. everyone stay Corona free? Um, so there's just too many variables that I'm just like, I'm just gonna turn on the TV and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm I just don't have any hopes for anything to go far because it's just too many people, too many, too much staff, right. you know, for the virus to be contained for us to actually have a complete season. So I think I think the Falcons are just as good as the Saints. What the fuck? 
I think they're just as good as the Saints. I think so. so I'm as much as I hate the Saints, the Saints are really good, right? I think the Falcons are just as good as them, and I think if like barring injury and like a lot of other things going around, like especially like since there's no like home field advantage, I think the Falcons could take advantage of this year. Taken away from the Saints, I I I think they're they're just as good as the team as the Saints, and I know a lot of people don't believe that, but I I didn't think the Saints were that great on defense. I thought that um, if someone would, you know, um, focus on stopping the run on the Saints, then you were kind of vulnerable because like once you get, once you stop the run on the Saints, what are they going to throw a three yard pass to Michael Thomas? Okay, finally, you said some common sense on here. We don't acknowledge anything positive about the Saints on this channel, right? So, if if you if you can, you know, keep them in that little bubble of like five yards and less, you can stop them. They don't air it out nearly as much as they used to, and um, I think you can take advantage of that. So, I think, um. The Falcons with their secondary, if a healthy secondary, and a healthy offense can like really do, you know, you got Matt Ryan, you got Julio Jones, you if if you can score, what twenty five points a game, you can win a lot of games. We can, right? But that, our O line, besides Mac, our O line has to get the shit together for him to get have the opportunity to score, to right. make to make plays, okay. and for our run game too. I think people are forgetting that, especially last year. Like I don't know how far y'all expected Freeman to run with the O line that collapsed in like two seconds. Exactly, it was the same thing with Gurley, right? So, like like two years ago, Gurley was like running that Jeff Fisher offense. Or a few years ago, and um, you can tell that like as soon as like the play snapped, people were at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield, and it's the same thing. Like if if you can't run block, you won't have a great running back. It, that they they go hand in hand. That's it, and people are really thinking that Hill and Olsen, Gurley, and whatever the last one is. There's four of them, all injury prone. Right. Are going to do better than what Freeman did. Granted, we did draft that Hennessy guy, who seems to be like I actually have high hopes for him. Well, a guy named Hennessy is perfect. In <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like a beast. He studied like sumo wrestling. He's real cultured. He don't seem racist. You know what I'm saying? And he's a big, big guy. So I really think that he's going to help, but you know, it's just the other ones. We did get rid of somebody recently. I think Brown, was he a DL or OL? I don't know. But we got rid of somebody on offense that wasn't worth a damn. So, you know, and then we still have the guy with the heart problem. I just I don't understand that one. Get this <laughs> heart problem up out of here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He has a heart. Why did we no discrimination to people with heart problems, but like, you know, right. we, it's, it's, y'all know, like, 
Come on. I just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a, uh I'm gonna get up out this thing, but I thought there was a really good um episode. It was oh, tell people what your podcast is and what it's about. Uh, my podcast is called What's Brewing and we talk about dating and uh a couple of racial things, but dating, uh hookups and a bunch of all the other stuff. So if you guys want to submit stories or if you want to listen, uh we're here for it. But we will definitely we will definitely do a uh partner with DMP DMB podcast. So uh stay tuned. Gang, gang, gang. Thanks for coming on. I guess I'm happy that you came on or whatever. I know you're happy. Whatever. See you later. Peace. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening.